You know what I say when I see a bidet? What? Don't mind if I badoo. It's manners. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband, host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife, host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to, let me check, yes, it's Spanners. <laughs> it's Extraordinary Etiquette. Extraordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm all right. Okay. <laughs> Listen, things could be worse. Yes, but things could always be better. <laughs> How are you? Doing pretty good. Had a good night's sleep. I uh, played a fun game stream last evening with friends, mm-hmm. uh, and I had a pleasant bathroom experience this morning. Oh, yeah. how how convenient! Oh, it's almost like a transition <laughs> because we are talking about bidets. We are, and um, please tell us the story of how you were introduced to. Bidets, or as they are commonly called, um, uh, washlets. Oh, well, uh, here in the U.S., when they're just on top of the toilet. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think perhaps you are, you are. Uh, so I was given uh, our bidet mm-hmm. by my older brother mm-hmm. for Christmas mm-hmm. as a Christmas. Joke. Oh, as not, a joke? Not no. Not really well, as a joke. Okay, now hold on. I'm, he says it's a joke. Now, it was a joke. Now hold on. Who's telling the story? Okay, fine. I I don't think it was a joke so much as it was lighthearted, is the way I would put it. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a thing that we macros like to call kidding on the square. Yes. Um, and the thing is, then I believe it sat in the box for a long time because I think I needed a connection that I didn't have to hook it up. Yeah, so it has to be the the one that you got. Uh, it's like a seat. It's like a seat, like I said, often called a washlet uh-huh. um, in the U.S., and it needs to be connected to the um, the the water in right from the toilet uh, hookup. Yeah, right? you basically need a T hookup so that you can split it where the water is going to the receptacle in the back of, of the toilet as well as the seat. Right, right. And I didn't have that. So eventually I hooked it up and never looked back. Never yeah. life, life has changed for the better. And and you even got me one. Yes. This is true. We are a two bidet household. I don't want to brag. <laughs> uh but I'm not bragging because actually these ones that you can get that fit on your toilet are very uh cost cost effective, are very affordable. They are very affordable. Um and uh I to the point now where when we used to travel, which no one will ever travel again, I think. Um, but maybe we will someday to Mars, um, that going somewhere where we didn't have our bidet. That was always the thing we complained about most. Like, oh, it's nice to travel, and I really like seeing the sights, but I miss my bidet. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when you first got it, we had several friends over, because this was the before times. Yes. Um, And uh, you were rather aggressive about 
Now, don't say getting it like people that. to try it. See, this is what I'm talking about because you uh, you make it sound like creepy. No, this, there's I'm, so much okay. stigma around the bidet. I was enthusiastic. You were enthusiastic, and a lot of our friends were intimidated. Not our friend Rory. Rory was in. No, Rory was in. But a quick but, convert. <laughs> some of our friends were intimidated. So let's go through some some bidet history and some bidet etiquette. So you, Tell dear me. listener, don't have to be. Intimidated. Tell me about how it was invented back in the bidet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So when you have not a washlet, not on the seat, the bidet is usually seen as a separate bowl or receptacle, right? Now, Um, I have only seen that once in the wild. And that was, we went uh, to Vegas on a family trip. Right. Um, and they upgraded us to, I think when they saw that we had a child with us, said, oh, you're going to be in the hotel a lot, and upgraded us to a slightly nicer room and said room had a turlet and a bidet mm-hmm. right next to it. I never used it because I was afraid of it. And it I, felt weird yeah. moving from toilet to toilet. <laughs> well, it's not actually a toilet. Okay, so you're you're right. Normally, they uh, a bidet is kind of like a miniature almost toilet right next to the toilet. Mm-hmm. It's the toilet's child. Sure. Yes. Um. So it's probably a French in, in, invention, but... The idea of washing yourself after you go to the bathroom is not French. I mean, people... I mean, the word definitely is, though, yes, right? But yes. day, that's not German. No, uh, it's the French word for pony. Huh. Because when you straddle it, you kind of look like you're riding it. Oh! <laughs> how cute! So that, that, that word was first coined in France in uh, 1710. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. Well, way like, farther back. Well, like be. I said, though, really way farther back. I thought, I mean, I suppose I shouldn't have thought that um, bidets predated indoor plumbing. Yes, thank you. But I guess I guess I was always thinking about just kind of like a wash basin. Okay, but see, I don't think of that as a bidet. To me, a bidet inherently has some kind of like water shooting up fountain quality. Okay. Sure. You know, I once looked up, just in case anybody's curious, I once uh, started wondering, like, how did they have fountains? Because I know that they did before there was, like, electricity to power pumps. And I, like, challenged myself to figure out how I would do it, and then I looked it up. And basically what they did is they would build the, like, water towers or water receptacles up on hills and then or higher places on top of buildings or something and then have the pipes run down so the water pressure from having the water at a higher point would push the water up into the fountain. And that's how fountains used to work, just in case anyone was wondering. That's awesome. So once once the bidet came into fashion, it went all over France and Italy, um, and there is record of queen, the Queen of Naples and Sicily requesting one for her personal suite. But the most famous bidet belonged to Napoleon Bonaparte. Oh, okay. So yeah, I knew it was going to be French, mm-hmm. but I was leaning towards Louis or Marie Antoinette. No. But uh, it was Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. yeah. He took his silver bidet with him in all of his travels and to every battlefield he ever fought on. 
Well, see, I told you I missed Arbor Day when we traveled. It's I get true. It. It's true. And the great thing about his particular silver bowl is it acted as a natural kind of like antimicrobial, um, which kept the piece of furniture clean and sanitary no matter where he happened to be in the world. Um, and he made sure that his bidet was passed down to his son in his will because it was so dear to him. Oh, this is so sweet, kind of. Sort of, almost. Sort of. So this is making a lot more sense to me now thinking about it in that time period as more of a wash basin. Yes. Right? And less of a, like, sprayer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So here's something that bidets don't do. They're not a contraceptive. Go on. Um, in oh, the, I see. Uh-huh. Yeah. In the early days, it was thought that if one did not desire to be pregnant, one could simply wash simply wash away the uh, the culprit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was wondering what euphemism is Teresa going to use in a year there. And you know, I could have guessed a hundred times, and I don't think I ever would have gotten to culprit. Mm-hmm. Jacques? <laughs> I believe uh, I've figured out who committed the crime. If everyone would please join me in the parlor. <laughs> yes, you do, culprit. <laughs> well, I mean, the long and the short of it, no. That, no it doesn't no. work. That's not that's not a thing. But bidets were often used by sex workers for upkeep and comfort. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Right. I get that. Um, there's a few more things associated with bidets that may or may not be true. The first one being um, that John Harvey Kellogg in 1928. Ah. Now, so this is, if you uh, want to hear more about this, you can listen to Sawbones, the Battle Creek. Uh, what is Sanitarium. It? San- Sanitarium. Sanitarium. Yes. But uh, this is Kellogg of the cereal. Uh, right. And basically, he was all about restriction and, like, no spicy food and uh, sex is bad for you. And, uh, you know, this is the way that you maintain health and that you... One of the ways that he... Uh, which is why uh, cornflakes was so no sugar at the beginning. It was right, just, right, like, right, right. very plain cereal. It was uh, intended to help move the bowel. Yes. Um, and so, <laughs> what? No, it's just, you said singular bowel, and I liked it. To move the bowel. It, it sounded like something that one would do while playing cricket. Oh, oh. you got to move the bowel, man. <laughs> like, the problem is they get out there, and, you know, they're just not able to move the bowel, and that's why they're not winning. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, and he applied for a uh, a patent um, that he called the anal douche. Uh-huh. Um, it was sort of like a bidet nozzle, right, that you could attach to your toilet to clean yourself with a steady stream of water. So it wasn't quite a basin with a fountain. It wasn't quite seat with a motor. It was just a kind of almost like you have your uh, shower heads that you can uh, yes, detach, right? Um, I would argue, though, that his big problem there was uh, in branding. Sure. I think you could probably come up with a better name for it. Um, maybe get a madman on that. <laughs> um, anal douche is probably not going to move the product like you might want. And that was really the first attempt to uh, Americanize the bidet. Um, Europeans have been a big fan. And Asian uh, countries also. Um, 
Alex mentions that when she was in Sri Lanka, they had the kind of nozzle kind, right? Um, why do you think that it, I mean, do you have in the copy or is it just we want to speculate now as to why you think here in the U.S. it has not taken hold as quickly or as early as it has in some other countries? Oh, well, you're welcome to speculate, but I do know why. Oh, okay. Um, I I mean, my assumption is that it seems too fancified for mm. for the time period. Like, too highfalutin? Yeah, then I think that there was a time period in America where, uh, here in the U.S., I mean, where we pride, we quote unquote, prided ourselves on our rough and tumble frontier ideals and that we are, are toughies and we don't need none of that highfalutin French stuff. And by time period, I mean up until about 2012. <laughs> Well, um, I suppose, but what most historians agree uh, is that it has to do with the the puritanical nature of our society. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but it seemed too fun. No, okay. So in in the different world wars, Americans weren't really introduced to bidets until they went overseas, right? In in World War II in Europe specifically. Okay. So GIs visiting bordellos mm-hmm. uh, would often see bidets in the bathroom, so they became quietly associated with sex work. Oh, okay. I mean, that doesn't make sense, capital S sense, mm-hmm. but it makes lowercase s sense. Right. And so um, when these GIs came back and built homes uh, and the baby boom in- ensued, uh, they felt kind of squeamish about the bidet being in their homes. So a lot of our, you know, our prefab World War II houses just didn't have the hookups because it was stigmatized. S- stigmatized. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Man, stigmas are bad. They I'm, sure I'm just going to go right out on a limb and say it. I don't like stigmas. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? Tell me. Tell me of the thing. Surely, one could put together that the bidet was just for cleaning, right? Just to keep you clean. But this this lie persevered of the fact that it may have been an effective contraceptive. And so it was it was considered one of the tools of the trade. And man, we have so many of these hangups here. It can help people who have periods. It can help people who have hemorrhoids. There are lots of other things that go on down there besides sexy times. And so I, I think we should destigmatize the bidet. Yeah, Here we are. Yes. We're doing it. Yes. I will also say that uh, just all in all, less irritation from mm-hmm. toilet paper, no matter how soft it is, right? You're in there, you know, it can get uh, a little rough sometimes, especially I will say, uh, and I'm going to try to avoid being blue here. But if you are having some tummy troubles and mm-hmm. you are going to the bathroom perhaps multiple times in a day, multiple, multiple times, having the bidet can really help keep you comfortable down there. Absolutely. That's what that's what I'm saying, you know? Plus, you can heat the water on it. It's really pleasant. <laughs> it's really nice. So in Japan, 70% of all homes have their own electronic bidet. This um, makes a lot of sense to me because yeah. just uh, culturally they uh, embrace technology more. Mm-hmm. I also, it's just 
one of those things that you see in, you know, movies and TV shows and culture and also just travel shows. We enjoy right. travel shows a lot where very fancy technological toilets. Right. And that's not to say that they're uh, that these fancy Japanese ones are not catching on. They are. All you have to do is look on YouTube and you can see a bunch of people showing off their, you know, their Technicolor fountains yes. in their bathrooms. It's it's pretty cool. And yes. it is good for the environment. Less toilet tissue down the drain, less use of toilet tissue. Now, when you are finished with the bidet, if you don't want to just, like, drip dry, uh, it is recommended that you use toilet tissue. But There are some, though, that, are, uh, that have, like, built-in, like, dryers. That's and, you true. You know, like, air dryers in them, which is interesting. That's true. Uh, so, do you want to hear about how we should use a bidet? I absolutely do, but you know what I want to do first? What? I want to write a thank you note to our sponsors. Yay! I want to tell you about Quip, my friends. Please do. Okay, I will. Quip? Mm-hmm. Well, it's great. It's an oral yes. hygiene company, and you might think, Travis, just say toothbrush. But it's not just toothbrush. It's toothbrush. It's floss. It's toothpaste. And it's now gum. What? And gum? mouthwash. And mouthwash. It's everything. Everything. Right? It's everything. You can check it all out, and I do recommend that you do, because it is, one, my favorite flavor of toothpaste that I've ever had. They're fresh mint. Indeed. Two, the gum not only tastes great, but makes your teeth feel cleaner. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, sometimes it's between meals, and we often refer to it here in our household as like feeling like you have sweaters on your teeth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Chewing that gum makes your teeth feel cleaner. And that's dentist proof. That's not like made up, right? And the mouthwash is great. And all of it comes in fun like dispensers. And it, like I the floss dispenser, the yeah. gum dispenser, the mouthwash dispenser. They're I have all a cool. matching quip suite yeah. of uh, rose gold toothbrush, floss dispenser, and mouthwash dispenser. Um, and let's talk about dispensers for a second. Uh -huh. That gum dispenser so is cool. like adult Pez. It's so cool. Uh, and you can check it all out, and we recommend that you do. Uh, if you go to getquip.com slash right now, you can get a free plastic dispenser with any refill plan. That's a free dispenser at getquip.com slash schmanners, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash schmanners. You can also find the Quip Electric Toothbrush, Refillable Frost, and more in the oral care aisle at your local Walmart. Quip, the good habits company. Schmanners is also sponsored in part this week by Libby. Libby is a free reading app created by Overdrive that lets you borrow ebooks and audiobooks from your library on your phone, tablets, Kindle, or computers. All you need is a valid library card from your library. That's so great because I'm missing libraries. Yeah. You know, I never thought. Libraries would be one of the things I missed, but there's one, uh, you know, not not too far from us that we used to take the kids to. They had a mm -hmm. big, like, kids, like, uh, you know, checkout area, and it was great, but not anymore. Well, I mean, eventually, hopefully, but not yes. right now. We shall return to the library, but until then and after, it's very easy uh, because... It works just like your physical library. You borrow available books you want to read, and they return themselves automatically after your loan expires. So download Libby in the Apple's App Store or in Google Play Store to start borrowing and sampling ebooks and audiobooks today.
Bria, what's your reader wheelhouse? A woman on a journey, space, post-apocalyptic roads, and magical food. Mallory, what's your reader wheelhouse? Werewolves, haunted houses, weird fiction, and uh, books set in Florida for, for some reason. We're reading glasses, and we want to know what your reader wheelhouse is. We can use it to help you find more books that you love. And avoid books that you don't. So whatever you like to read about, and however you like to read it, we want to help you read better. Reading glasses, every Thursday on Maximum Fun. How should one use a bidet? Well, let's start with the old school first. Okay, so I've already mentioned that it's kind of like the toilet's friend, right uh-huh. next to it, right? The toilet's best friend. Um, so I would recommend that you take off your your clothing entirely, not the upper part. Okay, I was but wondering. But the lower part. Uh-huh. Um, and you should straddle the bowl depending on which part of yourself you're planning to clean. So, so depend- you mean which way you face. Right. Depends on which part you're going to clean. Okay. Right. Um, if your butt is dirty... Sit on it like you would the toilet. If your front is dirty, sit with your privates facing the faucet, right? So so in your mind's eye. I think we get it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, the faucet will have regular sink handles. Um, so feel free to adjust the temperature as you clean. And you can even switch halfway through, right? Um, when you're done, you dry yourself off with your toilet tissue and then turn off the water and make sure the bidet is drained before you put your pants back on. There is sometimes like a third smaller um, handle. That's that, like the flush. That's like the flush. It doesn't quite flush because the water, you can keep the water going, obviously, to, to flush things down. But it's more like a sink okay. where you unstopper it, right, to get everything out. And then you want to clear all the water out so you turn off the faucet open the plug let it all drain out because the next person doesn't want to sit in your dirty water no absolutely not oh god no okay next one is the handheld bidet so you should position yourself over it so that if you spray um (laughs) you spray if you spray yourself, it will land in the basin and yes. not all over everything. Not right? on the floor. Yes. Um, some would say a, a crouch is probably good for this. Um, and spray in spurts so that you don't have the the water going everywhere. Um, do your front first. Sorry. Do the front first and then the back and then flush the toilet. Um, because usually the nozzle ones don't have their own basin next to the toilet, that they are attached to the toilet. And the thing about this style is it doesn't doesn't usually have temperature controls. It's whatever uh, water is coming out of the plumbing for the toilet is usually powering And this. brace yourself, friends, because that's often cold yeah. water. Unless yeah. they have a special setup there, it's going to be a chilly. Okay. Last one, electronic bidets or washlets. Um, and this is really great because I know that our bidets actually came with a little, like, laminated user manual, which is great. Which you should also clean from time to time. Yes. Because yeah, it's in the bathroom, it's near the toilet, uh, and it's laminated, so it's easy to wipe off. Um, and so check out the command buttons before you start. Uh, most of them usually have a red stop 
button if mm-hmm. you get overwhelmed. Um, or if you're just done. Or if you're you're done. I mean, I like to ride the wave for as long as it lasts, but. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But I was to say on there you have uh, water, t- or at least on ours, uh, water temperature, nozzle mm-hmm. position, that kind of thing. Some even have seat temperature warmers. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, and some of them even have a dry setting, like you mentioned earlier. So those are those little robots are fun to use. Um, also, so along those lines, because I, I know that it can be a concern uh, of, of like sanitation and cleanliness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, most of those electronic ones uh, that have like the built-in nozzle and spreader, they will have uh, like ways built in that they kind of automatically clean themselves right. as they function. It or is, a cleaning setting. Or a cleaning setting, right? So that is something that they have thought about. Now, let's do a few questions here. All this right. is from Jeronius. Should you be proud and tell your friends and family about how great your bidet is, or is it a secret shame? Now, here's the thing. You cannot control the way that other people react to the way that you describe something, right? It is a subjective thing and not an objective thing. I think that if you are enjoying it and you have found that it has improved your life and you believe that it would improve other people's lives, the only way to destigmatize something is to talk about it. Agreed. They might react like it's embarrassing to hear you talk about it, but that is because it is stigmatized, not because it is embarrassing. Exactly. Uh, this is from Diana. I've never had a chance to try a bidet. How do you dry after it's done? Like I said, some have uh, drying functions, a little fan blower, um, but it's recommended that you use a small amount of toilet tissue to dry yourself off. Nobody wants, you know, saggy underwear, saggy, soggy underwear afterwards. True. This is from Kate. Would it be weird to use someone's bidet if you visit their house? Absolutely not. Uh, That's why it's there. And the whole situation is pretty hygienic, like you said. Even if it's like an old school bidet, um, it's no different from using the toilet facilities at their house. So go ahead and use it if you're comfortable. If anything, I would say it's it's cleaner. It's the cleaning part, right? It is the cleaning part. Right? So it's, you should worry about it less than using somebody's <laughs> toilet. Um, this is from Sophie. Can I ask people who own bidets for recommendations based off of their bidet experiences? Oh, yes. In our experience, people are very happy to talk about uh, how much a bidet has improved their lives. This is true. I remember I went to a party once. And uh, I got introduced to a friend of the host and we were kind of like hitting it off. We were talking about stuff. And then like, I think I mentioned like a bidet in some way and their eyes lit up. <laughs> and the two of us became best friends just talking about our bidet experience. It was like, they're so great. And we kept pulling other people in the conversation like, you have a bidet, right? Come over here. <laughs> just talking about bidets. Absolutely. Uh, this is from Daisy. If you install a bidet on the only toilet in your house, or all toilets in your house, should you make any guests aware of it or let them figure it out on their own? Um, well, we were kind of excited to to let our guests uh, visit our bidet, so we told them about it. But I think that uh, if it's one of those um, like washlet type seats, I I don't think that you owe it to like. Uh, you know, caution them about it because the only way that you would use it is if you push the buttons to turn it on and use it. Other than that, it's just like a normal toilet. 
But if you have one of those laminated sheets, I would recommend if it's the only toilet or it's all toilets in the house to get like a little um, suction cup hook or something mm-hmm. and like put that in like uh, eye line, you know, visible near uh, where the bidet is and like hang that instruction sheet on there. So that way if they're there and they want to try it, they can do it without asking you about it. Exactly. That, that could help them overcome some of that stigma to do it on their own instead of coming out like, hey, Bob. Give me a step-by-step instruction on how to use that ding-dang thing. Uh, This is from Casey. Uh, Do they have a significant impact as far as living a more sustainable, less wasteful life? Uh, Yes, in the way of less toilet tissue used. Um, They do, I mean, if they're electronic, right? They do use energy and they use water, right? Yes, but water uh, does go down to be treated right. at the waste treatment plant. Um, so it's not it's not water that's completely lost. Right. Um, but it's not really quantitative in that way. It's qualitative in the way of you are using less tissue, you're buying less tissue, tissue is not being in demand, there's chopping down less trees to make toilet tissue. So it's it's more about like the longevity of the planet. And I suppose then, yes, it is more sustainable. Well, the, this question, I think we've already answered, but, but a pathetic barrel asks, why are bidets not more common? And like we were talking about, I think it's a lot of stigma um, because and, and also they are more common outside of the U.S. Yes. Right. Like I indeed. think that here in the U.S., they are starting to catch on more and more. I, spe- I think especially as these electronic washlet seats are easier and easier to install mm-hmm. and more and more affordable. Um, and in case anyone was wondering, because we talked about uh, recommendations, uh, the the brand that we have been using is called BioBidet, B-I-O-B-I-D-E-T. Um, and they have some pretty affordable options and easy to install and I don't know. I think they're great. Yeah. We're not sponsored by them or nothing. <laughs> I just think uh, they're great. Fun fact. America, uh, the U.S. is actually um, one of the top producers and exporters of bidets. Well, excellent. Okay, great. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Thank you uh, to Alex, of course, our researcher and friend, Without whom, we would not be able to make this show. Thank you so much. Thank you to MaximumFun.org, our podcast home. We've got the Max Fun Drive coming up pretty soon now. So if you enjoy Schmanners, think about maybe becoming a Max Fun supporter this year when the time comes, or maybe uh, upgrading uh, your your Max Fun uh, support level. We'll talk more about it, though, when the yeah, time we'll comes. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, we want to tell you about the pin of the month over at MacroyMerch.com. It's a really cute farm wisdom pin with a really cute uh, cow over there. And every pin uh, that you buy benefits the AAPI Civic Engagement Fund, which supports local community organizations to combat violence and hate. There's also an Adventure Zone shirt over there. Um, that's new and a lot of other fun stuff. And speaking of the Adventure Zone, you can pre-order the Adventure Zone Crystal Kingdom graphic novel, which is the next in our graphic novel series. Uh, you can pre-order that at theadventurezonecomic.com. It comes out July 13th. 
Uh, it's going to be really fun. It's really beautiful. Um, I think that this is the one where we've done the most kind of tweaking to the story. Uh, just not in big ways, but mostly just to make it not 800,000 pages long. <laughs> um, so I think you'll enjoy it. You can pre-order that at theadventurezonecomic.com. Awesome. Um, and yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. Oh, who else do we think? What else do we do? Always. What else do I always say? <laughs> Teresa, what did I forget? We always thank Brent, Brent Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. We also thank Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. That is at Cast, and that's where we got all of our awesome questions for this week. Um, so keep an eye out for more questions calls to questions there. We also thank Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan run Facebook group Schmanners Fanners. So go ahead and join that group if you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans. One more uh, plug here is we are always taking topic suggestions. We are always taking um, idioms We've got a lot, but we always want more. We're so greedy for idioms. <laughs> delicious, delicious idioms. And you can send those to schmannerscast at gmail.com. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.